Hi, come on in. And join in. It's the very merry life. Hi, I'm Mary Hendricks, and you might know me as that relatable AF mama over on Instagram who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, it won't be long till it feels that way as we get raw, unfiltered, and very unapologetic in all things motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. From moments worth savoring to moments worth surviving, get ready to leave feeling seen and supported. You have a friend here now. So hey, take a seat. What's going on? Hi, Erin. Hi, everyone listening. All right. So as you saw today's title of the episode, I have Erin with me. Pronounce your last name because I'm going to say it wrong. It's Iker. Iker. Okay. So I have Erin Iker with me. And Erin and I have been connected for a little bit on Instagram for a while. Like, I don't want to say yeah. a little bit. It was been, we've been connecting for a while where we've just, you know, been friendly to each other in the DMs. Yeah. And um, I know you let me know that you were pregnant. You were like one of, I was, <laughs> I know when you let me know that you were pregnant um, when I was pregnant. And I don't know how far along I was, but I remember you messaged me something about wine. And I know you had said, well, I was taking a break. You were close to the end. <clears throat> And you were wondering about wine and I'm like, well, <laughs> yes. I I just found out I was pregnant. Like, you know, I think it had been a month or so that I had, had known. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So, <laughs> and, and that's why you're going to love, you're going to love Aaron's story today. You're going to love just hearing about Aaron um, because just following you has been wonderful. And I'm going to give you a second that way you can introduce yourself and then we can get on into it. All right. Well, thank you so much for asking me to do this. This is so fun. Yeah, I think that we met actually doing a like mama train. I don't know if those even are still happening. But you know, people like, try to get followers doing these mama trains, share my post. And I don't know, I tried it like three years ago or something like that. And I think that's how we connected um, originally. And then uh, I started following you. And we've yeah, like you said, connected through DMs and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, so I'm a 47 year old mom that has a seven month old. <laughs> There's a whole we're gonna unpack that whole story, but yeah, it's been an interesting ride. Uh, the whole journey for me to motherhood has been it's been interesting. It has had lots of highs and lots of really low lows. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I hope that my story brings some encouragement and just love to those that are watching it and um, yeah, that it lifts you up. I know it will. I know it will. Hence the reason why I brought you on. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. Let's start from the way beginning of your, at what age did you try starting to build a family? Well, we got married and I was 20 years old. And I think that I was like 23 or 24 when we were like, okay, I think we'd like to, you know, try to start a family. But the funny thing is we've never used birth control. So even though we were like, okay, now we're officially ready, we had never used birth control. Um, and I just thought, oh, you know, once I'm ready, like, I'll just have this miracle and it will happen because I'll be like, God, okay, we're ready. Just, and well, it didn't. And so then it was like, okay, you know, now what? It's not happening, not happening. So my mother-in-law was a part of a, um, a company that sells supplements and stuff. So she's like recommending all these different supplements for me to take and, um, I'm trying to diet, I'm trying to research and all of these things. And then finally I was like, okay, it's not, I don't even know. That was probably like two and a half years in, it's probably closer to three years. And then finally we're like, okay, let's go seek out like medical treatment and, you know, go to a fertility doctor. And so that's what we did. And we didn't have very much money. And if you've ever 
you know, done fertility treatments. They're very expensive. Even the like the, they always start you off on like a pill form, like something super easy. Like I'm just going to give you this pill and hopefully it'll make you ovulate and all of this. Um, so we were like, well, we're going to try two times. We have the money to do, you know, do it two times and, um, didn't work. No pregnancy. I, I can't even remember if I ovulated. I probably, maybe I did, but, um, anyway, my in-laws said, well, we want to pay for you to do it one more time. Well, then I did it one more time. I got pregnant. So that was, so that like, so we started when I was, what did I say? Like 24. And then I had him when I was, uh, 27. But I always feel like it was a longer time than that because like I said, we never used, and even though we weren't like hoping to have kids, like it just never happened. So we went like almost six years of, you know, no, no babies coming, (laughs) no random babies, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Which, which, uh, you know, so many people don't expect. Um, And I mean, for us, we we thankfully were didn't ha- find a struggle in that. But I will say, like, it just you didn't expect it. Like, I know for us, it took us you know a couple of months, which is nothing in a circumstance like that. But I know, like, as someone who tried to get pregnant for the first time, I remember being like, "Shouldn't this happen on the first try?" It was like, "What right. the heck?" It was kind of like when you just thought, like, the moment you were ready for it, it just would automatically happen. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like pregnancy was one of those things that it was like if you like, it's very easy to happen. If you just look at each other wrong, it's going to, it's going to happen. You're always, you're always warned about pregnancy. So you kind of just tread it and then, you know, all that stuff. But so think, well, thank God for your in-laws. I know. I know. And, you know, during those, I should mention this too, because during those three years, you know, talking about getting pregnant easy. So it wasn't easy for us, but I had so many people and I know that I'm sure people can relate to this, but I had so many family members and friends getting pregnant, you know, left and right. I had a sister-in-law who got pregnant on her honeymoon. I had, you know, another friend who she, you know, get pregnant. And literally three months later, another pregnancy was on, you know, another baby's on their way. And those kinds of things, you know, you're caught then in, in this place of, I'm so happy for them, but I am so hurting for myself. And it's, it's really a difficult place to be because you want to be happy for them. You want to show them that you're happy, but you're like, it just reminds me of what I don't have. And I've talked to a lot of women who've gone through this and they are like, yeah, that's totally how you feel. But then, you know, then it's awkward to be around those people. Cause then they know, like they know you're trying if it's especially a family member, you know, they know that you're trying and it hasn't happened for you. And so it can feel lonely because of that, that aspect. Yeah. Well, and I know that's why I always like bringing moms on that share their, you know, infertility struggles like that, because on a flip side from someone like me, like I, I have a ton of friends in my circle that are, you know, that do deal with infertility and it's, it's a good learning lesson for those who don't, because we need to know how to bring everyone into that and keep the conversation open and, and be able to, you know, I always ask like, what can I say? Like, what can I say in a situation like that? What, what, what would you have wanted to hear? Or what did you like hearing when you went through stuff like that? Yeah. What was, you know, pe- yeah, like the that. things that were helpful for me were just the people who just wanted to basically sit with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they would allow me to express whatever feelings were there and not try to fix it, not try to say, Oh, it's going to happen. Um, you know, they just like, and I can really only remember like one lady who everybody else had their like, Oh, God's got this. It's going to happen. Or like, 
just drink a glass of wine and, you know, and, and you'll relax. <laughs> and all of these like sayings or, you know, just these things that I, I think it's just, you know, people don't know what to say. So to me, saying nothing is better, you know, and just letting when people would say to me, like, I'm, I'm praying for you or like, I'm really sorry that it's been so hard. That's good enough. You know, and I had family members, I had family members who would say, are you pregnant yet? I'm like, oh God. Yeah. No, just in general, don't ask anyone about pregnancy. <laughs> like, even if you know that they have multiple t- kids, like I have, I had a guest on that's dealing with secondary, secondary infertility. So she already has one. And she's like, that's, that's a hard spot because they know that we got pregnant naturally the first time. So now the questions are double because they automatically assume that it's going to be easy. And now we're, we're dealing with something that we didn't expect. Right. Um, and it's just like the questions just come right on in, which is not easy. So, okay. So you had your first via IVF when you were mid twenties. Well, it wasn't IVF. It was actually Clomid. It was just a, a pill. Oh, okay. For, uh, okay. For ovulation. Okay. Right. Okay. So you had your first via Clomid. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And you have, you have four children, right? I do. Yeah. So we tried with, we tried again when he was like, I think, I can't remember. So he's 19. He's almost 20 now. So it's so crazy to think about. This was a long time ago, but, um, we just, I think I stopped nursing him around six months because I was like, okay, hopefully like this jump started my cycle. And that's what everybody kept telling me. Oh, it'll probably jump start your cycle and you'll get pregnant. No problem. Again, not really helpful because we don't know the future. We don't know how it's going to go. But anyway, so we, um, you know, stopped nursing him. I stopped nursing him and then hoping to, you know, get pregnant. Well, nothing happened. And then again, I thought, well, let's try Clomid again. It worked, you know, this first time. And so maybe it'll try, we'll work again. I think I did it. I think I did like 10 more rounds and it, you know, nothing worked. And then finally they were like, you know, you're getting to like the toxic levels of, you can't just stay on these meds. Like they have side effects and whatever. So, so then it was, um, and I don't even know what it's called, but it's like just the injections, you do injections into your stomach and it's like, it's like hormone injections. So we did that. And I actually had a doctor, uh, donate the services for me. Like, and I thought, Oh, for sure. Like that's going to happen. Like, this is like just coming to us miraculously. And it didn't happen. So we were living overseas during like part of this time. And so we came home, I did the injections for like three rounds, I think. And then it was time for us to move back. And so then we're just like, let's just, let's just give it a rest. We just need time to rest and not be thinking about this. And anyway, it went 11 years yeah. So in between that time, so we had our, our son and then we decided let's adopt and we decided to adopt our daughter. And, uh, he was five years old when the adoption all went through and everything. Um, no, he was six. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we just thought, you know, we got our two kids and we're, we're good. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, and you adopted and then you had to go through that whole process yeah. of adoption, yeah. which did you adopt? Did you adopt overseas? Cause you were overseas at the time or did you adopt out of the United States? Yeah. Overseas. So she was born in China and we had been living in China actually and started our paperwork and the process and everything moved back to the United States. And then uh, everything went through about a year and a half or so after we had moved back. And so took a trip back to get her and yeah. 
And then, <laughs> so, you know, we thought we were like, okay, we've got our two kids. This is great. I don't want to have to be thinking about trying to get pregnant again because it's just too much. Well, then my cycle never was right. And so the doctors wanted to put me on some medication to, you know, help me get a cycle. And I, I'm just kind of like, if I can avoid any med- medications, I do. I prefer natural, you know, if I can go natural, I, I want to do that. So I sought out a guy in our area who he specializes in like herbs and supplements and stuff. And so talked to him and explained to him what was going on and not really to get pregnant. It was just, I, I just need to be healthy. I just want to get my body, you know, working right. So he basically put me on this regimen of like doing these supplements, cleansing, all this stuff. I mean, it took me like, I don't know, the the liver cleanse he put me on. It took almost a year to do like all the different steps, partly because of all the meds I had been on for fertility. Like, you know, they say that it's good to cleanse and all that. So anyway, during that process, he was like, you know, do you want another child? And so at this time I was, let's see, 30 six. Yeah, I was 36. I think I started with him when I was around, I think I was like 34 because it it was a couple year process. And, uh, anyway, we're like, yeah, I mean, if it happens, that would be great. You know, we're getting older, whatever. So anyway, then, uh, yeah, we got to the point where my cycles started actually coming back and it, it felt like this could really happen. And I got pregnant and then and then I miscarried. <laughs> yeah, which that was devastating, you know, to go all those years, it was 10 years at that point, And then to finally be pregnant and then lose the baby. And that was your, was that your first miscarriage? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. So then so we went back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, back to like, the different, whatever herbs he would, you know, have me on and we would adjust them and different things. And then a year and a half later, I got pregnant again. And, and then our little Ezekiel was born. So, okay. And that was natural. That was just a natural pregnancy. Right. So, I mean, I always, I always consider it like we still were having help in the sense of like, I was very, I was really much, you know, monitoring everything. We were doing these herbs that are supposed to help, you know, your ovaries and this and that. And we would adjust yeah. them. If, if I didn't have a cycle that was right, he'd say, okay, well, we're going to adjust what you're, what you're taking. And, and, but yes, I was, so I was doing, it happened naturally in that sense of like, I wasn't no taking any medication. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So great pregnancy Crazy. had him. I, so I had him at 38. Okay. All right. Yeah. And now, yeah. well, let's go into number four. <laughs> The, the cutest little bugger ever, Maverick. Oh my gosh, he is uh, just adorable. So number four, yeah, reason. So num- yeah, crazy. So <laughs> yeah, so because we had never used birth control all, all these years, you know, like yeah. the years between my first one being born and then the, the third one, it was 11 years, never used birth control, never got pregnant on my own, all that. So why would I go back? Why would I start using birth control? Yeah. And I remember after he was born thinking, well, you know, if we had another one right away, that wouldn't be too bad. Like I'm 38, my husband's 39. We'll just, you know, if we had a baby at 40, that's fine. You know, well, then nothing happened, nothing happened. And I stopped, I didn't stop all of the herbs I was on, but I stopped a lot of them. And um, I was having a cycle, but it was still went back to kind of being pretty irregular and everything. So you know, I'm getting older. (laughs) It's like, you know, we're not trying to know where things are going. (laughs) Right. And it's funny because so my son Ezekiel asks, you know, if we're going to have another baby and I'm like, no, you know, people our age don't, 
you know, they don't have, usually don't have kids. And yeah. anyway, I, I think that was only months before I found out I was pregnant, but yeah. So long and behold, I'm 46 years old and, um, yeah, it was the beginning of 2022 it was January that I found yeah. out. It was crazy. My husband and I went out, went out on a date. We made it a dream date. I don't know if you've ever done anything like this, but like we, um, we got like our computer and notebooks, whatever. And we wrote down like stuff that we want to do, like immediate future. And then things that we want to want for the, you know, the future in five years or so. And like just dreaming about life and like things that we want to do. And like our kids are getting older and just things like that. And yeah. he had asked me prior to the date, like, he's like, do you think you're pregnant? I'm like, oh my goodness. No, you're so crazy. Like, no, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. So the date ends, he stops at Walmart to get something and I stayed in the car. He comes into the car and he's like, I bought you a pregnancy test. <laughs> what was there something that was happening that you had a symptom? Like what was making him? Wonder? Well, he, he felt like my body was already changing and my okay. period hadn't come. And I was like, I kept saying to him, it's coming. Like I can tell it's coming, you know? And he said, I feel like you've said that the last two weeks you've yeah. been saying that. And because it was so irregular, I didn't really pay much attention to the calendar because there was really nothing. I mean, it was just irregular. It would come when it came. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but I think the problem with the changes that he was seeing in my body is what really was like, he, I don't know. He just Picked noticed. Yeah. And I, he, he, he tells me, I'm like, Oh, you're crazy. So we come home, it's like 10 o'clock at night or something. Come home. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll go upstairs and take it. So I take it. It's yeah. right away positive. And he's downstairs talking to our, uh, then 18 year old. And, and I'm like, First of all, I'm like, I'm 46. What? No. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm just like pacing the floor up in our bedroom and come downstairs. Yeah. I'm like, do I just announce it? Do I, what do I do? And yeah. anyway, I whispered it into his ear and we just both started laughing. I'm oh like, my God. we're 46 yeah. and he was 47. Like, we're going to have a baby. That's awesome. I love that though. I, I just think that's, I, I think it's great. And then obviously going into Maverick and this is the, you know, the, the part that people don't know about Maverick is going through. And if you want to share about, sure. Share about yeah. him. And yeah. It just keeps that. going. The story just keeps unfolding. So well, yeah. And that's why it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was about pregnancy was going great. I, thankfully I have really great pregnancies. I, it's, you know, hard for me to get pregnant, but then once I am, I feel great. But um, about 20 weeks along and they saw a soft marker for down syndrome. And it was one of those things where they were like, you know, a lot of times, uh, babies have this, it was, uh, his kidneys looked enlarged. And they said a lot of times this is common for boys and, uh, it's, it's not an uncommon thing for babies to have that go on going on. Uh, but it is yeah. also a soft marker for down syndrome. So if you want to get the test, you can get the test. Um, it's up to you. So I was, um, I was like, yes, I want the test. My husband didn't want it. It's just a blood test. And okay. the blood test will show, um, it gives you like a percentage of if you're high risk or not. Is that the NI, and what is it? The NIPT test or whatever? Yes. Which can also okay. tell you gender. Um, you know, you can yeah. get that test like, like, goodness, you can get it at like 10 weeks and it would yeah. tell you at, you know, that early gender and yeah. if you're high risk for Down syndrome and other genetic things. But um, anyway, it came back 95% out of a hundred chance wow. that he, he would have Down syndrome. Okay. So, you know, that was shocking. That was absolutely yeah. shocking. You know, I, I felt like I was already having to deal with like, okay, I'm 46 years old and I'm having a baby. That yeah. was shocking. And I struggled with, 
you know, we wanted kids in our 20s and 30s. (laughs) Why is this happening now? Not that I didn't, you know, totally revel in the fact that, oh, I get to be pregnant again. But it was kind of, I had to wrestle with that at the beginning of the pregnancy. And so anyway, things were going well. And then we hear this and now it's like, okay, now here's another thing to have to wrestle with and have to, yeah, just wrap my mind around. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I know, I know you're a faith-filled faith-filled person and things like that. And yeah. I know it's, if you follow Aaron, you're going to see that. And I just, I love the way you approach that because you just do it very, very softly in a very inspirational mm-hmm. way. And it's great, but I know that's, that's the one thing you've always just brought up. It's, it's, yeah. it's a challenge that's kind of been put in front of you and you're kind of, I mean, you know, we always kind of wonder like, what the heck, <laughs> like, what, yeah. the, what is this? Like, yeah. what's this plan in action right now? Cause I'm a little at like, I'm a little lost <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely the question I was asking is just, you know, again, my age, and then to have a child that's, you know, considered, uh, it's considered disability. And obviously, you don't, you don't know, um, you know, we still don't know how, how will it be when he gets older? You know, will he be able to be on his own? Or will he need care? And um, so that's like the big question. And and the the big fear and the big like, thing that I I can't dwell on it, because it could just make me crazy. And, um, and so, yeah, there was a lot to just wrestle through a lot of emotion. There's some anger towards God and just feeling confused. And how am I going to care for a child that's considered disabled? And I mean, I just didn't know. I didn't know about Down syndrome, really. I didn't know enough about what does this mean? Um, and I mean, thankfully, he's been so healthy. We've had a couple of little things since he's been born, but I mean, overall, he's, he's just been a baby. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I know, I know when, um, before you had him, so did they offer to do like amniocentesis and things like that? Did they offer to do anything to confirm it? And did you do any of that? Or did you just kind of say like, no, let's just wait and see. They did offer that. And we had an ultrasound that was considered like more in depth where they can, Okay, it wasn't even, I thought it was going to be like one of those 3d. It wasn't, it was, it seemed like a normal ultrasound to me, but they called it a more, I don't know. They gave it a name, but they looked at all of the parts. They were measuring everything and looking at everything um, to try to like confirm through that. And they said they saw some stuff that could, could go either way. But because of that blood test being so high, they're like, you know, that's, it's a very good chance. Yeah. And then they said, yes, you could do the amniocentesis. Um, but with that, there are some risks to baby and mom. And yeah. my husband, I, I was too emotional. I told my husband, because they were like, we can do it right now. You know, we had done the ultrasound and the doctor said, Look, you know, we can do it right now and you can have the results in a week. And I told my husband, I said, I'm too emotional. I cannot make this decision right now. Yeah. And he did not feel good about it. He said, yeah. I just feel like, you know, there are risks to you and the baby. And if something would happen, we would, we would have to live with that. And yeah we weren't willing to do that. So for us, you know, and I've talked to a lot of other moms who did have the test and it was fine. And, you know, they found out, they felt like they needed to find out, but, but so, so then I'm kind of like (laughs) tortured the rest of my pregnancy of like, is it going to be, and is it not going to be, you know? And yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and then when he was born and now my question, so you did, I know I saw videos of you delivering in water. So did you have a home birth or did you deliver at a hospital? Uh, it was at a hospital. I was going to birth, uh, at a birthing center, but because of the down syndrome diagnosis, they, they wouldn't let us do that because of the chance of him needing some extra care. So I did, uh, 
go to a hospital that does allow uh, water births. So I still had my mid- okay. midwife and still was able to, you know, give birth in water, which was great. I highly recommend that <laughs> if you are given the option. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I was really grateful for that, that I was still able to, you know, birth him the way that I had been hoping for. Awesome. And what, so, and then on the dynamic of you already had older kids who had, you know, how old was your Ezekiel? Ezekiel was 11 when you had? He, no, Ezekiel uh, is, um, he was almost eight when Maverick was born. Okay. So he was, okay. so they, they're but, only like, yeah, so seven, he was almost eight years old. Okay. That when your other children and stuff like that, you have, you know, a 19 year old and you have a seven month old, yeah. what was the reactions of your older kids? Um, to just the fact of having a baby coming a along? Si- yeah, baby and everything, like diagnosis wise and kind of everything. Yeah. Um it was kind of like a mix a mix of reactions. So my oldest, um, you know, because he's older, like he understood like our story and everything. And so he was like, Oh my goodness, I'm so happy for you guys. And he gave us hugs and yeah. and then um my daughter had kind of a mixed reaction. She um she had some tears and she I don't know, I think she was a little bit confusing to her, like, what does this mean? you know, to have a, you know, a baby coming. And, uh, and so we had to just walk, you know, walk her through that. Um, but way before the baby came, she was, you know, on board and excited. And then, uh, Ezekiel, so he's the, you know, he was seven. He was like, okay, (laughs) I'm not going to be the youngest anymore. That's good. (laughs) Awesome. That idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you found out about, yep, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about the diagnosis. Um, I don't think really anyone understood except for our oldest. Okay. And I didn't know how much to say. Um, I just said like, you know, that there's a chance that he could have down syndrome, which would mean that he would, you know, be a little bit different than, you know, other, other babies. And, and I just kind of left it at that. And then now since he's been born, we've talked more about what the future could look like for Maverick. And, um, I yeah. think for my daughter, like she, it's starting to sink in for her to, to see, cause I've showed her some videos of, you know, people with down syndrome and, and she's like, Oh, okay. So, you know, could, could he look like that? And he, yeah, you know, and so, but it's been really yeah. good though, too, because it's opened up conversation to just talk about how all people have value, you know, whether they yeah. have something that's called a disability or not, people have value because they're human beings and they have value. And so I, I can see it in her that it's starting to to sink in that, um, you know, it could look a little different for him as he's growing up and, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, what a bigger, what, I mean, I call that a blessing in my, uh, in a, uh, as a parent, just see that to be able to give that perspective to your kids. Cause that's, that can be a yeah. really hard perspective unless you are literally walking in it. And it's, it's one thing to see another family go through it, but until you're in those shoes of being like, these, this is someone that's, this is my brother. Like, this is someone that yeah. they're going to, they love. Um, yeah. it just, it's an eye opener. And of course they have values. Like, you know, he's, right. he's going to end up being like the happy, he looks like the happiest little baby right now, yeah. he <laughs> but is. he's going to be, yeah. you know, he's such a joy, but um, with going back to like pregnancy and things like that. So I always like, I loved your story. I remember when you told me that I was like, that's just amazing. And my yeah. grand, I remember telling my mom actually, cause I was like, I think you told me and I was just heading over to my mom. So I was telling her and both my mom and my dad, they both came from my grandparents were both in their mid forties when they had my parents. Okay. And back then 
I know like that was a, like, I know yeah. my, my mom said, I think she kind of hid my, the pregnancy with my mom. Cause she was embarrassed about it just cause it was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you just didn't do it. Did you yeah. find anything? Did you find anyone making comments about it because of your age and being pregnant or did you ever find you know, any of that stuff? <laughs> not anyone in my life personally. Uh, the comments came from, you know, strangers on Instagram, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. just happened. So it was crazy. Cause when I announced the pregnancy, I announced it through a reel on Instagram and that reel went viral and, yeah. um, you know, so my account grew tons. And so it opened me up to now, you know, all kinds of people. And of course there was people that had comments, but I would say 99% of people, it's been all so positive and encouraging. And, um, I think it's given other women hope because there's, you know, women who are 40 and still waiting on their first and yeah, so I think, you know, for the most part, I got lots of, you know, congratulation and so happy for you. And this gives me hopes, hope for my future and, and that. So. As it should. But, I, mean, I think that was like yeah. the most amazing thing with you telling me when I, I know when you <laughs> announced it to me, I think that's why I told my mom, I was like, it's just incredible. When you hear stories like that, it was like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's yeah. awesome. That's literally like the only yeah. one for it. It's awesome. Who cares what the age is? And yeah. I think that's um, nowadays you just hear it because, you know, people are either struggling a little bit openly, more openly with infertility. I think back then also, like when my grandparents were alive, like it was just, uh, none of that stuff was around, like none of any of that, right. all of that was taboo. And yeah. so many taboos of, you know, life are just kind of being put out there. And I just, I think that's great. So now you're yeah, seven it's months. Funny. Go ahead. Sorry, you cut out just a, a tad. Um, I, I was just going to mention, yes. So my, my um, husband's aunt said she had the same experience. Like you said, your grandmother, she had a baby out and then soon after the baby was born, she was pregnant again Yeah, and, and hit it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you're exactly right. Like people just, it was like this, what are people going to say? And people are going to think <laughs> you're, I don't get it. You're married. Like it's okay. You have babies. Like what's going on? Like, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Was, well, and that's the thing. I don't know. Like I think anymore. there's so many. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I think at this point it's pretty much, there is, I mean, I know people that like, especially if you get pregnant, like right after you have a baby, like I know that there's like some people hide that. I've had yeah. friends of mine hide that because they're like, oh, <laughs> oops. Um, but I think it's just, it's becoming yeah. so normal at this point. You just, I think people are kind of about all of it, about miscarriages, about infertility, about, yeah you know, yeah. down syndrome, like any of that stuff. I think it's just become more of a conversation bit versus something that is kind of hidden and untouched. And I think just that, or yeah. you, you sharing about the grief aspect of, you know, I, I know you said you, you got, you're angry with God sometimes and you kind of look at it and you're like, okay, what's going on? But there's a grief aspect of all that, but even grief yeah. for the longest time, I felt like was very taboo and it's not as yes. much anymore. Um, and I think it's something for all of us to like, we're, we're getting better at listening to it because it's uncomfortable. Grief is not a comfortable thing, but I think it's just becoming a an easier thing for us to be able to say, like, when you tell me that, when you tell me that you're, you're grieving anything or you feel an anger in any certain way, like, I don't shudder at that. That's a normal human reaction. I think any of us would feel that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love to see like, you know, your page is this way where it's like, real life, like, come on, people, we don't want to just see the social media pages that are just, um, you know, perfectly 
perfect houses and perfect makeup and you know all of yeah. that. And I think people are wanting that so much more now. They're just wanting that realness to say to see, you know, yeah. people's real life stories. And it's good to see more and more accounts where people are just and being real and like, you know, this is really hard and this is what's you know, what's happening. Well because and it I helps people for- not feel alone. Yeah. Well, and I would say like, even just as a vice versa with your account, what I think I appreciate, like I'm someone that's personally struggled with faith a little bit, not so much. Like I have a faith, I have a faith basis. Um, I believe in something and I know that there's something greater than I am ever meant to understand. And I've talked about this a little bit on my page because Kevin and I both have differencing difference of practicing methods with all of it. But um, I think it's sometimes nice to see, especially with you, because you are a Christian woman and you have, you have, a, you like to share and you like to, you know, share your faith. And I love that in an encouraging way, but I think it's nice to see that you aren't someone that is sugarcoating your faith and that you're admitting, like, mm-hmm. I don't have it all. Like you're questioning things. I think you're allowed to question. Yeah. I think sometimes we get afraid yeah. to say like, I'm, I don't, I don't really know what's going on or like even mm-hmm. saying that you're angry at God. Like, I think that that's a really important conversation mm-hmm. too. Cause some people would be like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> like yeah. you're supposed to trust right. him with everything. Like, of course we do, but I can still feel whatever mm-hmm. way I want. Um, and I think that's, that's refreshing for me. Um, I know that that's yeah. like a refreshing thing for me. Cause I, I, I see accounts where it's kind of like, you know, uh, they take, they, they make it seem like they are fully falling back into religion, which I, if they are awesome, but part of it's mm-hmm. like, there's a human aspect. There's a human aspect yeah. where we're like, we, we, we got to have our emotions. We yeah. kind of can feel all of that. And I think, you know, it, it's right. from my, my end, it's nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Okay. So seven months in, how are you feeling with a seven month old? It's, it's lovely. It really is. I mean, the first few months, you know, postpartum, there's lots of tears, lots of tears, um, just really embracing Down syndrome and, and really like, okay, so now it's like, yeah, he, he has it. (laughs) It's a hundred percent. He's here and he has it. And, um, yeah, it took me, it took me a good few months to feel like, um, I can like, come back to life again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when, when I, he was first born, you know, people tried to give me some books and different things on down syndrome and I just couldn't look at any of them. Yeah. I, I didn't want to look at any of them. I, I just couldn't yet. And I just thought, I just want to embrace this newborn stage. I just want to have my baby and don't, don't put a label on him. Don't put things on him. I just, you know, he's healthy. Um, you know, thank God he was healthy. He didn't need any kind of surgeries or anything. We could just bring him home and, um, so yeah, I kind of just yeah went into my <laughs> state at home and didn't really do much. And I mean, I was sharing on social media, but, um, you know, you don't share everything. No. So. Well, and I think, I think that's almost, you almost need to do that regardless whether or not your yeah. baby has anything. I think it's just important to go home and like live in a bubble. I always say like, for me, I was never a parent that had parenting books or anything like that. I never did it because yeah. I didn't, I didn't want someone else to tell me who my baby was or what I should expect out of my baby because my baby was not, not the baby that's in this book. So like for me, I just wanted to get home and live in my bubble and get to know 
this human, yeah. and, uh, you know, right. you kind of, I'm sure you were the same and, you know, diagnosis aside, you're still learning Maverick and Maverick is a brand right. new human being that you have to learn. And, you know, diagnosis wise, you, you do have to figure that out. That's a brand new thing. Yeah. And whatever did yeah. his down syndrome affect anything like newborn wise compared to like your other newborns? Did you find that there was a difference? Thankfully, no. I mean, they warned us about all kinds of things. Like they said that he could possibly not be able to nurse um, because uh, children with Down syndrome have low muscle tone. And so, you know, you don't think about it, but like, obviously there's muscles in your face to be able to nurse, you know, so they um, can have like a jaw that kind of hangs open. And so then it's difficult for them to latch on. Gotcha. Um, so they kind of had me a little bit worried about some of that. And um, I had a lactation consultant, you know, working with me and I'm like, forget all of this stuff. Like, I'm just going to try to do what do I do it. with my other kids. Yeah. And he, yeah, he did it. He latched on and he nursed and thankfully. So he's had yeah. really no problems as far as like comparing him to my other kids. Like it just, it didn't feels, seem any different. Very similar. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Is he finally asleep? So, Are you getting sleep? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, <laughs> when did he start? I don't remember when he started sleeping through the night, but at five months he started having infantile spasms, which can okay. be a, I mean, it's still a low percentage of children who have, have these, but I knew what to look for because I'm a part of a, a Down syndrome mom's page. Gotcha. And um, so that um, sent him into, they had to put him on meds and that sent him into this whole being on steroids and waking up in the night. It was like oh. we had a newborn again. Yeah. So he's been off of those now about three and a half weeks. So he's back to, thankfully, back to sleeping through the night and, Good. you know, on a more normal schedule and Good. and everything. So, Good. yeah. Good. Now you're entering like the cute zone, like the the seven month to like ten month. Well, all of it's cute, obviously, but it's like yes. at that age of like that's when they like start like getting a little bit more of a personality. And oh yeah, it's just, so fun. They blossom. Yeah, and he's like rolling, rolling all around. I mean, he doesn't crawl yet, but he's like rolling. He rolls everywhere, and yeah, yeah it gives us tons of smiles, and he's starting to, you know, coo and make noises. I mean, he's been doing that for a while, but it's becoming just more and more and. With um, like the developmental stuff, like milestones and whatever, is it, is there like a window, like a bigger window with that stuff because they could see like more of a delay in any of that stuff, or is it? Do they kind of yeah. go text? Okay. Yeah, they basically just say, you know, uh, you know, he'll hit his milestones. It might just take him a little bit longer. Gotcha. And so we're already seeing that. So if I compare him to my oldest, my oldest at seven months was uh, we thought he was going to start walking any day. I mean, he was like. He had been crawling at six months and he was pulling himself up at seven months and walking around the furniture, you know, and, um, yeah. and then walking at 10 months. So, uh, Maverick is not sitting up yet. Like if I sit okay. him up, you know, he needs yep. still some, you know, some help he'll fall over or whatever, but he's not pushing himself up into a sitting position. Um, gotcha. and he's not getting into the crawling position. You know how like the babies prop their Get arms like up. All fours. And, yeah. Yeah. So we have him, uh, we have a physical therapist coming once a week and we have occupational therapy come every other week. So they're nice. starting to, yeah, just work with that, with him and helping yeah. those muscles, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And yeah. so. Yeah. Well, and he landed with a great parents to get that all set. Up. <laughs> I and mean, that's, that's a good thing. He's got, he's got you guys on his side. He's going to do fabulous. Yeah. He's, awesome. he's a joy. He really is a joy and he brings joy to people everywhere. I just had to go to the doctor yesterday and I brought him with me and he was smiling at everyone. And yeah. so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, I love following Aaron for everyone listening. I love following Aaron. I love 
following just your story. And I know it's probably, I think there's probably moments that you, you, you're confused. You're probably confused on it, like as to the storyline and how this is all going out. But I just, I think from someone watching it being me, and I'm sure everyone that, you know, follows you can relate is there's a purpose. Like, obviously there's a purpose. I've, I follow people like you and you can see there's a, you know, I, I always like to picture like, our lives, our stories, if you think about it. But I always like kind of think about like, is if I was reading your book type of thing, yeah. I could see it. You're you're here to set an example for so many people and you are, yeah. you know, you're here to be able to, you can touch on so many aspects of the motherhood, motherhood story that I think so many people probably feel really alone in yeah. Um, with, yeah. with the, you know, the ultimate everything is hope. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. number one thing I get from your page, which I love. So if you're, if you're ever struggling and thinking about like, you know, what, what's this whole thing about? Just know that there are others out there watching who can tell what it's about. It's, it's a pretty impactful story that you got that you are in charge of telling. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, that, that you get that from my page. Cause that is the thing that I, you know, hope that people do get is that hope for the future and hope that things will work out. And, you know, sometimes not everything does work out how we want it, Yeah, but I I think there still is hope in good days ahead and blessings. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. So with Erin, I will um, link everything so you guys can follow her. If you head to the show notes, you can check her out. You can see her account and get as much encouragement. And I'm sure if you ever had a similar situation, Erin is amazing and she could probably answer any of your questions and things like that. But, um, if you're in a tough spot, like, you know, if, if any of this, you know, it relates, just know that there's someone out there that's living a similar story and, and, you yeah. know, it, it's, we're just doing day by day, day by day. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I want to say too, like for anyone listening that if they are going through anything that's like similar to my story and you just feel like you need somebody to, you know, bounce things off of, or just somebody that can relate, like, please send me a DM. I'm always happy to, yeah, be there for people because it helps, you know, when you have somebody yeah. who can understand and understands the emotions and all the the things that are behind it. So, yeah, yeah, when all the emotions, like the good and the yeah. ugly, good, bad, right. ugly, and I, I always say, like, you, you gotta have, you gotta have these those emotions. You can't have one without the other. You can't appreciate the good without the bad, and it's just, right, right. We can't we can't pretend that that doesn't exist because it, yeah. It does. And that's allowed. Yeah. You're allowed, you're allowed to feel yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. And so many times people are afraid of the ugly emotions, you know, what's considered ugly or negative emotions, but man, we got to get those things out. So. Yeah. You, you know. need them. I don't even think they're ugly. I think we just, they're uncomfortable. I think it's, that's what yeah. they are. They're uncomfortable because we haven't, we have not made it easy for us to be able to share them. I think we are, you know, this, the generation of social media is really going to be nailing that stuff out. I think we're the ones that are kind of breaking through the the ugly uncomfortableness and making it a little bit of an easier pill to swallow um because it's yeah. it's always been there. <laughs> it doesn't just, <laughs> right. it, just, it doesn't just appeared. It's been there. It right. just hasn't been right. talked about and that's what makes yeah. it what makes it so hard to talk about. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and and talking and sharing about your life you. and and everything cuz I just I, I adore you. I adore your account and I just think so many people oh, will so. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. And of course, I love following you too. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like we've formed a friendship through the through the screen, but it's it's lovely. <laughs> oh, we have totally have. That's that's the best part about social media. I think that's like the 
I get on there and, you know, people thank me for whatever I've posted. I'm like, no, thank you guys. Cause I'm like, you guys give me yeah. just as much life. Like it's just that yeah. the connections I've made through social media is just, you know, unmatched. And it's, it's great. It's, I mean, social media, as you know, has its downsides and yeah. nastiness and darkness, but it has good. And I mean, that relates back to what we were just saying, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. both exist. For sure. They both yep. exist. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron. Another episode down and way more to go. But thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to share it with others and post about it on your own social media or leave a rating and review. I cannot tell you how helpful and how appreciated those things are for me. Of course, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at The Very Merry Life, over on TikTok, The Very Merry Life. And even if you wanted to check out my monthly newsletter, you can do so by subscribing over at TheVeryMerryLife.com. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned for more honest, raw, real chit chat. I have some amazing moms lined up coming on and shit's going to get fun. So buckle up, buttercup. It's going to be good.